Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers and I'm your host Dorothy O'Dell for this evening. I have the distinct pleasure of bringing to the screen Patrick Lean. Welcome to the show Patrick. Thank you. Great to be here. Black eye and all. Uh, okay, so how are we going to start this off? Are we going to tell the crazy story? Uh, first of all, tell a little bit about yourself first so that pe people know who you are. This, that is are actually, this is actually the first black eye I've ever gotten in my life. I've never been in a fight. I've never like I've never been punched. I, I mean, I've been the I've horse played around. I have two younger brothers, but never has it resulted in a black eye. So uh, I don't normally show up with black eyes, but uh, it's interesting walking around now every day and having people see and assume that I just got into some fight. And I'm like that guy, one of those guys. But <laughs> typically, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I will say that much. And uh, I go with the flow. Um, I kind of allow life to happen for me. It wasn't always that way. I've grown a lot and learned a lot over the years. But um, I'm a scientist. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I try to just allow life to unfold in front of me. And it's very, it's a very exciting, invigorating, energizing way to live. Um, being, of course, I didn't always live that way. So now that I do, it's, it's really invigorating. It's, it's fun to wake up every day. Right. So when you say life wasn't always like that, what was life like for you before you decided to just be in the moment and be present to everything? Very prescriptive, right? I, I think we always, like, we always look for a prescription for everything like take health out of it but like just for life you know the prescription to um you know grow up you go to school you graduate you go to more school uh or you go get a job um you pick a topic you pick a subject you pick a major you kind of like pick something you want to do you you go out and get married you get a house you get a job you excuse me you have kids you know it's just it's just it's very prescriptive and and I can remember as a kid, um, you know, I think every boy at some point is like most boys want to be a professional athlete at some point in their lives. And I was a basketball player. I played basketball uh, night and day, hours and hours and hours. And I remember thinking, I really vividly remember thinking, I just wish somebody would show me or tell me, like, what will it take? What exercises do I have to do? What drills do I have to do? How many hours do I have to spend on a basketball court? I can just sit here and dribble for hours. I can, whatever it is, somebody tell me, like, give me that prescription. And I can remember as I got older, you know, I, I, I remember in other aspects of my life, like, just give me a prescription for how do I go get that money? How do I get that job? How do I do that thing? How do I get that house? And it's just, we always, I feel like we just kind of live through life searching for, the prescriptions let somebody just tell me tell me how to do it like i want money i want success i want the house i want the cars i want all this like just just somebody tell me how to do it surely i'm not the first one mm -hmm. so just very prescriptive is how i would describe it right and it's so true and we're never usually satisfied like we could get to the goal that we want and then we're never satisfied right because we always want something more 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 and um yeah, I, I get that, <laughs> you uh, know, uh, it's just... I'm not a fan of goal setting because you're exactly because you, you basically just spend your whole life chasing because even if you reach that goal, whatever it is, whether it's a money goal or whatever level of whatever it is, once you reach it, maybe you celebrate for a day. Usually you don't even do that. But let's say you do. Let's say you reach that goal, you celebrate for a day, then, then you, you set another goal. Then you start chasing that one. So you, you you basically create a life of chasing, 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 always chasing something. And I don't know, to me, that's just not a 
it's not a way to live. It's not a very, it's not a, I don't know, it's not a fun way to live. It's not a, it's not a rewarding way to live for me. So whenever I hear people talking about goals, you know, I don't set goals. I don't, Look, if goals work for you, great. I understand different strokes for different folks, but for for me uh, and what I see, uh, even people who do set goals, I feel like they're setting goals because of a prescription that tells them to set those goals. Right. Absolutely. I just want to give a go to the comments for a quick minute. Thank you, Renee, for joining us, and Julia. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, like, I should have done the other eye, right? I guess I should have uh, <laughs> both eyes the same. I don't know. I made you guess which one was the real black eye. Oh, there we go. That would have been that would have been neat. It's funny because we were just talking about Patrick's eye, eye, uh, eye color, and yes, it was a yoga accident. Uh, I I said, how the heck did you get into that? And uh, you so, know, I just I actually just discovered yoga on December 16th. I I don't know what came over me. I've never done it before. I'm 44 years old, never done yoga in my life. I've seen it. I've even like looked at some poses and whatnot and I just never was interested ever. And on December 16th, I was kind of, I don't know, I was just drawn to it. It's like, why not? Let me try it. And I actually signed up at a local place here for a month. I didn't even give it a trial class. I just signed up for the whole month because I wanted to, I wanted that experience to make sure, look, I'm not just going to show up one time and do this. I want to see what this does. Like, I know what happens if I never do yoga. I've never done it before in my life. Like, what happens if I do do it? And I was really, the reason I was drawn to it really ultimately, I think, is because I've applied a lot of the, the teachings of yoga in every aspect of my life, but I didn't understand yoga from a mental sense. I, I, you see the physical but and, and and it does it does improve and, and and build up your tolerance for uncomfort discomfort uncomfortable situations and poses and whatnot. But you know I can tell you a story actually. When I was a kid, this is the craziest thing. I don't know how to describe it, but when I was a kid, ten years old and under, uh, when I was eleven, we moved to a new house. That's all I know how old I was. And when I was eleven, I got my own room. But when I was ten and under, I was on a bunk bed. I was on a top bunk. And that bunk bed was right next to a window. And look, this was back in, well, I was 10 in 1988. So it was 1988 and before that. And every night, I swear to you, Dorothy, every night I would have a dream that I was getting on a magic carpet. And this was before Aladdin. There was no Aladdin at this time. And I would fly away. I would literally fly away on this magic carpet. And I would go to this place that I can't even describe. It was just magical. It was like, I, look, I grew up in a good home. I had mom and dad who are still married today for 48, 49 years, 73, 76 years old. Like, you know, I mean, and still, yeah, I can remember one fight they had in my whole life. Like, they, you know, they, they still hold hands. They go for a walk five miles every day. Just whatever. I, I grew up in a very loving house with two younger brothers, too. But something about that magic carpet ride I always take and I would leave and it would go far, far away to this place that was like this infinite sized room that I can't even describe. The roof was the sky, but it was a room. I don't know. And I was just this pebble. And everything was so clean, so pure, so pristine. And I swear to you, when I stepped on that yoga mat on December 16th, I was like, wow, this is it. This is that carpet. This is the magic carpet. And now, I don't know, the yoga mat is, is like, it's just like I'm transformed to a different place when I go there, which is how I got kicked in the face because, because when I, when I get on that mat, 
I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm just in a different place. I'm not necessarily, I'm present in the moment. I'm, my eyes are usually closed and I'm, I'm trying to focus on my breathing and synchronizing my breath with my movement. And, and I actually put, I put a, a towel right at the edge of my mat so that I can use my fingers to kind of tell where, to make sure I'm not like all over the room, right? Make sure I'm on my mat. And I had that and I knew I was on my mat because my, my fingers were on my towel when I got kicked. Um, but, you know, look, they, they packed some of these yoga classes in and, and this one was particularly crowded because they had yoga training for teachers that weekend. And they're also doing this 30 days of yoga challenge where you got to get 30 yoga classes in one month. And so it was extra crowded and boom, got kicked in the eye. And uh, actually, it was, it was halfway through the class, too. And I just continued. I mean, we, you know, we stopped for a minute. She was she felt horrible. Uh, we exchanged. I said, look, I know you didn't do it on purpose. No problem. And I just continue, which is probably why it's why it's it's as on the camera. I'm on the opposite side. <laughs> it's probably why it's as dark as it is because I feel like if I would have stopped right away and then iced it right away, it probably would look a little better, right? But and I wasn't going to stop. I I just I just I'm not going to leave my mat just because I got kicked in the face. It's going to take a lot more than that to to get me out of that. <laughs> Oh, that is, I love that. Yeah, totally love that. And, you know, just in your state of being, because you were being in that moment on the whack. So, but maybe. So, you know, everybody, Dorothy, everybody has an opinion on, on like, like what that means. You know, I always talk about everything that happens or what the universe is like just allowing the universe to do for me. That life happens for us, not to us. Right. And so everybody has an opinion on what it means that I got kicked in the face during yoga, right? Some people are like, like my mom, like, oh, you're doing too much yoga, right? It's like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and different people, everybody's got different opinions. You know, some people are like, oh, well, that was, that was, that was like, you know, a way for you to meet this Ukrainian, the, the woman who hit me was Ukrainian, right? A way for you to meet her, which certainly I met her, all right. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but like just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know what it means. I can't even tell you what it really means. Um, you know, I, I don't, Sometimes we don't find out what these things mean ever. Right? And sometimes we don't need to know. And the true meaning of life is there is no meaning. Ha. Yeah. Uh, learned that lesson the hard way this past year. <laughs> we spend, like, talk about searching for a prescription. Like, we spend all this time trying, oh, what is the meaning of life? And stressing over, like, having to figure out, like, having to, to have an answer to what is yeah. the meaning of life. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Just be. Like, just, if you just... You know, I, I used to watch sports a lot. I gave up sports in October. Really gave it up. Like, don't even want to watch any sports anymore. I, I had no idea who won the games yesterday until today when I just Kansas City. Not see. I, I just I don't know. I just but look, look. I'm I'm my brother works in the NFL. I've been exposed to the NFL like nonstop. My son loves football. He plays football. Like like I just. You know, I went to the same diehard Saints fan when I was younger, went to the Super Bowl in 2009 when I was here in Miami. Like, just I would bleed those colors every single week and my mood would depend on it. And I just I just it just didn't serve me anymore. It just I don't know. I mean, it, it's just so I don't know. It just left me empty. It just left me wondering like, what does this really, how does this really enhance my life? I, my two favorite words in the English language are personally Catholic. And ultimately what I've tried to do is evaluate everything in my life as, as either personally catalytic or not. And, you know, what that means is, is, you know, and it, it ultimately, you know, I'm a scientist. So the word, the catalyst, 
you know, I, I worked a lot with catalytic reactions, right? And ultimately, it's something that that you inject into a system to get a better result, to get a better outcome, to get, a, you know, more yield, more product, a faster, more efficient reaction, more energy, whatever the, the case may be, it improves the process. And, right. and, you know, I just, sports, football in particular, it didn't really just I just couldn't find serving from it and I, I didn't find it personally catalytic so I cut it out of my life and maybe I'll watch it again I actually did watch it over Thanksgiving because I was home for Thanksgiving with both of my brothers and my dad and, and they're into it and they watch it and, and so I watched it just hanging out with them like it was a way to bond with them so I'm not opposed to it I'm not like anti you know oh god football's on tv I'm walking away like it's not that kind of relationship it's just I don't seek it I don't go out and, and sit down and watch it my life used to revolve around it I used to I created a gambling group, Dorothy, about 10 years ago that is still going strong. I'm actually very proud of this group. And it's got about two dozen, three dozen people in it, all guys. And these guys gamble on everything. Over COVID, they were gambling on, like, I don't know, women's horse riding and stuff. Just the craziest things that were overseas that while nothing was happening here, there was things happening. And none of those guys have changed. Like, I just... You know, nothing against them. It's just like they're the same guys they were ten years ago. And I'm I'm trying to, you know, I wanna I wanna grow. I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm not better than anybody. I tell my kids that all the time. Like, you know, you may eat better than somebody, you may you may have more energy than somebody else, you may be stronger, whatever, but it doesn't make you better. It doesn't mean that you're a better person. It just means you feel better ultimately. And um, so I don't know. I yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to watching it. You know, bonding over it, I just, it doesn't consume my life like it used to. I like what you said, you know, you said that those group of guys, they're the same people they were 10 years ago. And I don't know about you, but I always tried to be a different, better than myself than the, even the day before than I was even 10 years ago. I can't imagine saying the same, um, you know, but there are some people out there that that's their thing and, and they don't want to change. So what made you decide to go from being that guy to being the guy that you are now, like going from, you know, staying the same and, and being that guy that wanted football on, on every night to being the guy that wants something more out of life? Look, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it, it did happen overnight in October of this year, but there was a lot leading up to October of, of 2022 uh, before that. Ultimately, it started kind of the process really began for me back I mean, I, I'll go back to COVID. I mean, I feel like COVID, everybody knows that it impacted them in some way. And I feel like most, for most cases, most people I talk to, it either had a positive effect or a negative effect. Like it didn't, it was no, it was not a lot of middle ground. It was either I started drinking more and I went into this, you know, I gained this weight or I, whatever I did, or it was the opposite. And for me, I was always a social drinker. So, and I drink, I would drink a lot. Right. And I would, I was always the guy, the parties would make sure your glass was full. Like it was going to be full to the top and I would finish mine and I would go refill everybody else. And if the guys around me weren't finished with theirs, you know, I would get there anyway. And basically it's like, okay, we'll speed up. You need to catch up kind of thing. I was that guy. Um, so when COVID hit, everything was, you know, social drinking was kind of out of the question. Right. So that was the beginning of the process for me. It was a, also when COVID hit, I remember, you know, I was married at the time and, and I remember like, you know, going to Costco and loading up on all the meats and loading up on everything and, and like doing what everybody else was doing. Right? And so it caused me, I was able to kind of look at that and, and evaluate that. Like, okay, what am I doing? What are we doing? Um, 
and then it was just a slow process to self-discovery. And the biggest thing that happened, I think, um, you know, right, right before, uh, right before. So in 2021, so it was after COVID, I guess it was all still going on, but, um, my best friend passed away. He had a stroke uh, on his elliptical machine one morning and he had three kids and a wife, youngest kid. Actually, I just saw him last weekend. Uh, the youngest one is now five years old. Uh, and the older two are 16 and 14. And, um, and I just, you know, I mean, I, that really hit me and really, I really looked up to him. He was only two years older than me, but I really looked up to him as a, as a just as a mentor from a business perspective, he did his MBA at Pepperdine. I was a scientist. I wasn't really a business guy. And, and um, you know, we would always kind of go back and forth and, and um, support each other. He was always extremely supportive. Um, and so that was really the beginning. It was, it was a self-love journey, right? I, I got to that point where I realized, okay, I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I Nobody else can love me more than I love myself. Like I, and my dad would always tell me that. He would always tell me, you can't love that boat or you can't love that car. You can't love this thing or that thing because it can't love you back. And I never really understood what he meant. Um, and so, and my dad's meditated every day since before he even met my mom. And I always thought he was weird. Like I remember walking into his room and seeing him like freaking doing handstands and all these other things. And just like, I don't know, it's his time. We always just, me and my brothers just kind of thought uh, this guy being dead. Uh, so it was really just a journey of self-love. I fell in love with myself. I learned what that meant. I didn't even know what fall in love with yourself. Like I, I wouldn't have even, you know, I, it's, it's like I, I, you know, about, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at yoga, there was a new instructor that I was well, new to me and she was marveling over my vitiligo, like over my, my white spots on my, on my hands and my, and my, my feet and my elbows. It was like yoga. So you don't have shoes on socks. And it shocked me because I, until that moment, I was not able to accept such a compliment on such a condition. It was always a condition to be overcome. It was always something to achieve success in spite of, to become body confident in spite of. Like it was always just something to overcome. I never, ever, ever, ever even looked at it as possibly like, you know, something that could um, you know, that could be used as a source of inspiration for others or, or even for myself. Not, I've never even, I've never, even as I fell in love with myself, I never looked at my vitiligo. I was always an imperfection and it was never something that I could really truly fully appreciate. And it was really just until very recently, I mean, over the last couple of months that I've been able to just embrace my imperfections. I know I'm not perfect. I've always known that, but but I feel like in life, you know, we talk a lot about like achieve X in spite of Y, like in spite of overcome. Look at your title, the title of your show, Unstoppable Overcomers, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, and I don't know. It's like, um, I think that the answer is just self-love. I, I love that because for years, decades, decades even, uh, it was the same thing for me, you know, my, mine was my weight, uh, no matter what, you know, because everybody in school had something to say about it. Every guy that I dated had something to say about it, except for my husband, very supportive. Um, but it, and it always makes you, you know, if you can't love yourself, then you can't, you can't truly love them. And I never really understood that. And, you know, it, it was, even though I found somebody that loves me, no matter what I look like or 
act like or whatever like that. It was, it was hard to accept. And now that I like, I accept myself and I love myself and, and all of that, I can look in the mirror and be proud of who I am. Um, but be, you know, before that it was like, it was, you're right. It was like, life was different. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Life was completely different. Well, that's, um, that, so that's interesting that you, so you found your husband before you recognize these things about yourself, right? I mean, yeah. It, it's been a journey. Okay. So we've been together for six years and I would say the first two years, I don't even know if he knows how bad it was for me only like not bad enough. And it was because of my insecurities. So my insecurities came out like a hundredfold in those first two years. And so yeah, I'm sure he brushed it off as just me being crabby. But what I was really transitioning and really like digging into myself and really uh, finding that self-love within me um, at the same time. <laughs> as loving him. So it, it was like, it was an intense two years, first two years. <laughs> but so, you know, he loved me. So <laughs> there you stick, go. Just okay. stick with that. So, it may not have been a test, but it might as well have been. Well, it's funny because I said to him, even before we got married, so we were together three years before we got married. And I said to him, there was, so much that we went through within those first three years. I said, if we could get, we got through this marriage is going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> like we could walk through marriage blindfold now. Uh, and it, it's been a heck of a lot better. Let's just put it that way. It's a better cakewalk. It's a better cakewalk. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I, you know, that was all on me and not realizing it, you know, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> so if he, if he's listening to this in the front room, yeah. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> anyways, but yeah, no, I, I love what you said. You got to love yourself first before you can let anybody else, before you can live anybody else. And I love that. It's just like, I mean, I think it's where the whole fake it till you make it mantra comes from, right? Like, I, I get where that comes from now, right? It's not, I mean, you know, it, there's, it's like any joke, any joke has some truth behind it. Um, but ultimately, you have to be the thing that you want. You have to represent the success that you want before you actually can know that you deserve it. I mean, look, even in a professional setting, I'm, I'm the managing director for my oil and gas consulting firm that we started back in 2014. And, you know, I will admit, you know, at first when I became managing director, I didn't, I didn't think that I deserved that title. I, you know, I was uh, kind of, you know, basically got it because I have a PhD, right? I mean, that's ultimately, it wasn't something that I felt like um, that I truly, truly, uh, you know, I don't know, earned. But now I can tell you completely, right? I mean, in 2023, even before this, but um, I'm 100% confident that that, I, that you know that that title is is well deserved and well earned, and and so it's just um, you know I don't know I think uh, I don't know I don't know if I was faking it for for several years until I you know until I was able to to come to my own beliefs and believe in myself. Um, but, you know, when you believe in yourself and your performance improves and everything that you do, um, 
you know, the, the success kind of starts to ooze out of you. And then you become what the title of your show is, right? You become unstoppable uh, from that respect because as you're, as you're being and as you're sort of identifying your authentic self and knowing, really learning, trusting who you are, what your capabilities are, uh, what's stepping into your power, if you will. You know, all we have in this life is words um, to describe these things. I call it word porn. And I'm very sensitive to it because, you know, you hear a lot of these things, especially in the yoga community, you hear a lot of this talk around self-love and around accepting your true self and, and you are enough. We are enough. Like, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know how many people really, you know, I don't know. I can tell you that when, when a yoga teacher walks into a room and starts, starts teaching, I can, I can tell like if they really live it, like I can tell if their energy matches those words or if it's just word porn. And I feel like for a lot of people, whether it's yoga or not, it's just word porn. And we, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. And uh, so it's hard. It is hard to put into words because, but that's all we have. So I try to sit here and put it into words because how else can I communicate to you? I could close my eyes and, and, you know, let you read through my purple eye, but that's not going to get you very far. I quite haven't mastered the lesson of mind reading yet either, to tell you the truth, you know. Actually, on the computer. You might be able to do it in person, right? But on the computer, good luck. <laughs> I can, well, it's funny. I can read people and I am generally pretty good at that. And I can read, you know, like, for instance, I called my mom or my mom called me today. No, that was yesterday. And I said, how are you doing? The standard answer. I'm fine. I'm like, no, seriously, how are you really doing? Because I could hear something in her voice that's saying that she's not fine. And of course she faked it and continued on the conversation. I still don't know what's up, but, um, you know, I, I get that. I, I do the same thing to my husband. Like, you're fine. It's not fine. Like, I know it's how you say it. it's your tonality. It's your mannerisms. It's everything about you. The the energy that's around you, like, is is totally not saying you're fine. <laughs> you know, that whole, like, how you doing thing. And my mom would always call me, and, how are you doing? I'd be like, I'm fine, mom, I'm fine. Or even, and then she would bitch at me for, for, she's like, fine, I know fine is not, you know, no, you're not, that doesn't, and then I was, okay, I learned. So I said, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So I changed fine to good, right? But it ultimately, she still was able to tell. Um, and so, but, you know, so I try to, when I when I meet people and talk to people, I try to, it's, it's hard though, because we live in this world where there's just so much noise, there's so much noise everywhere all around us. and. And even if you take yoga, for example, right, and you take your mat and you on your mat, the reason I love it is because I can be really, really ultra present and, and in touch with my breath and with my movement and, and my consciousness and my mind can get out of the way, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. But if you live that way and you go out into the world when 98% of the world is, is noise and everything you're, whether it's people or whether it's, you know, advertisements or whatever it is you run into, it's just all noise. And so you really just like, I mean, especially for guys, I can speak for guys, you know, just like it's, it's energy. Is that why would I sit here and tell you like how I really, really am when you don't give a shit? Like ultimately, and as a guy, like, you know, if there's another guy, like we don't really care. Like, God, I mean, you know, yeah, we want people to be good, but, but like we don't care about somebody else's sob story. And quite frankly, 
you know, look, the truth is your sob story, you can sit here and tell me your sob story, but then your energy is going to bring my energy down. And like, I, I don't want that. So just, just, I mean, so that's why we don't say anything. We just say fine or good. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Got it. <laughs> For sure. Now you said that you've adapted that mindset and you know that, and you just basically allow things to fluff off. And you said that we said that we would talk about an incident that happened a year ago that you said that something happened, you were in a, car, a truck accident on your way to go pick up your daughter. And, um, you know, using that as a, for instance, that, you know, just allow people to be who they are um, and just not let it affect you. Tell us a yeah, little bit was, about that. I was, I was at a red light in my brand new truck. And the only reason I had the truck was because I needed something to pull the boat. But as in a brand new F-150, extended cab, I was stopped at the red light and the lady behind me was this old lady. I don't know how old she was, but she was old. She was maybe 70, 78. She was in her upper 70s. Her kids were, were older than me and her kids came out after she got in the wreck. Basically her flip-flop had come off and she couldn't hit a brick. There was not one skid mark. She slammed right in the, in the back. Uh, I was actually on the phone with my mom at the time. Uh, I had her on speakerphone. I was holding it in the middle console. And as soon as the car hit me, my phone flew out of my hands. My glasses flew off. Um, and I was like, whoa, like what the hell just happened? And I actually hit the car in front of me. There's there street cars involved. And uh, the first thing I did was I picked up the phone and I called my daughter because I was on the way to pick her up. I was like a mile from picking her up. And I called her and I said, um, I'm not going to be there on time to pick you up today. So uh, she said, well, you have to be on time. Like, I, you know, I, I have to do this. I have to do that. I, or not, was, I think it was, I don't have my clothes. Like, I don't, have my, I don't have my workout clothes. Like, I'm in my school clothes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, <laughs> you, can, you can go work out. You can go play soccer. You can do whatever. But I'm not going to be there for probably another hour. I don't know how long this is going to take. But no, I didn't, look, I didn't tell her what happened. What's the, what good was that going to do in that moment? I didn't, you know, want right. it. it was just ultimately, I just wanted to let her know that I wasn't going to be there to pick her up on time. So she had to find a way to entertain herself at school. And that was when it, it hit me. I realized that like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get pissed off once. I didn't get pissed off at the lady who hit me. I didn't get pissed off at, oh shit, look what happened to me. Oh my God, how horrible this is. Oh my God, look at the truck. Like the truck was smashed. Like, yeah. Not one, there was not, there was zero anger. Look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. That's not the point of the story. The point is that, that I didn't judge the situation. I didn't judge at all. I just, it happened. Um, that I wasn't meant to pick up my daughter at that moment. Um, you know, I don't know. It just, it was, it was just a, a process of allowing life to unfold in front of me. And you never know who you're going to meet because of a certain situation. You never know uh, what, one thing will lead to like, you know, we've all heard of the term blessing in disguise, Like, mm -hmm. you know, we think that we want something so badly and something is so good for us, but you know what they say, right? You hold on to something so tight. When you hold on to it so tight, you lose it. You overgrip. It's like overgripping a baseball bat, as they say, right? If you just, yeah. if you just allow it, if you take a bunch of sand and if you pick up a bunch of sand and you squeeze it really tight and you open your hand, you're not gonna have a lot of sand left in your hand. Yeah. But if you but if you take much sand, you just kind of like let it sit in your hand. You're gonna have a lot more sand. So 
you know, I don't know. It's just, um, that was when I really, that was the moment at which I, and that was about, I don't know, I think that was in March of 22, um, almost a year ago. But that was the moment when I really uh, realized that, you know, yeah, there's no sense in judging. Like it's not, it doesn't, it's not productive energy to sit there and judge uh, for anything that happens. Like no matter how bad we think it might be, could be a car accident, could be a death in a family, could be something tragic. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize the importance of those relationships and those people and, and the events that happen in our lives. But, but it's just like, who are we to judge and say that that, like my friend, I mean, he died at 46 years old with, with, with three kids and a wife that he left behind. Um, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what those kids are supposed to be. You know, look, the, the two daughters are very angry right now. You know, they're very, they're, they're just, you know, the, the kid is, the five-year-old is, is young enough that he was three when he died. He didn't really know any better or know any different. Um, but the, the two, two teenagers are very angry. And, you know, but like, I don't know. I, I, look, if we all understand that energy cannot be created nor destroyed, I think we all understand. It. Like, it's a basic science thing that they teach us in school. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. Now, we obviously are energy. Like, as we walk around, we we consume energy on a daily basis. We are energy, right? So then, then something has to happen to us when we die. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happens. But, but you know, I don't know if we get reincarnated as a tree. I don't know if we get reincarnated as dogs. I have no idea. It's not for me to judge, but I do know that something happens to our energy. It doesn't, it doesn't get destroyed. It goes somewhere. And so who are we to say it doesn't go to a more productive place or just the next step in this journey? Like we're in this human phase and there's another phase. Like, you know, I don't know. And look, you can't expect a 16 year old or teenagers to really understand that concept. Hell, I don't even know if I understand, but you know, it's, um, it's well and i think i i get what you're saying but i also think grief can be tricky yeah um you know um it's funny as you're talking i was just like wow you know you and i have similar parallels here uh because not less not december just passed but the december before that two days before christmas somebody rear ends me on my way to costco Rear ends me and I was at first I was like, are you kidding me? But then I thought, okay, so I get out of the Jeep and it's this lady that is a nurse. She had just gotten off a 16 hour shift, had her mom's vehicle and she was bawling. So I went instant, instant. Oh, are you okay? You know, it's fine. Just don't worry about it. All those other things and calmed her down. <laughs> well, do you think we can move? Because we're holding up traffic. I said, honey, you're not being able to move your vehicle at all. I said, I can move mine, but I want to make sure the cop sees where I was first before. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I just wanted that picture. Um, I said, but your car can't be moved. Like she hit my Jeep at such a, uh, I, I don't know how fast she was going, but she clearly wasn't paying attention. Um, and so her whole front end was done. It had to be towed away. So, <laughs> and of course it's a busy street and the, the old me would have probably just blown up and just been like, how can you be so irresponsible? And all the, but I just, I was calm. 
I called my husband. I said, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to be home. So whatever you want for dinner, to, yeah. you know, it do like at this point, I don't know how long I'll be. And uh, so you're right. Like, and at the weirdest times and then watching my, my dad die, you know, cancer last September, it was just like, it almost like, I, <sighs> It wasn't an outer body experience, but I was so calm. Like there were moments, there were some moments that were really tough, but um, I'm just like, man, you know, because when I had thought of this moment before, I was just like, how are we ever going to get through this? And I always expected my mom to go first, not my dad. Um, that's how I thought it would have all planned out in my head. And that's not how it happened. That's what the uh, prescription that you read said. Prescription. That's right. Well, because, I mean, she's the one that's had a double bypass surgery in her 50s. She's the one that had all this other stuff. Right. And so in my mind and my dad, but my dad was the caregiver. Right. So they in historically the caregiver is the one to go first and i didn't even think about it uh right and so anyways but and in the middle of it it's just like okay i said to my mom i said we're obviously going through this so that we can help other people and she was just like well you could do what you want but i'm not there yet <laughs> i'm not like okay you know like what are, what are we supposed to do um you know we're guaranteed two things in life death and taxes and uh when we go through it it does suck sometimes um both both scenarios if you gotta pay <laughs> uh, but if you paid that means you made a lot of money right so funny. anyway it's funny because we, we go through extreme lengths to try to avoid both right right exactly yeah i don't yeah. know it's it's um yeah, you know, pain is a byproduct of love. Like, you can't have pain if you don't have love, right? So, like, you didn't know the person who hit you. You can have you can have empathy for that person who hit you, but you don't know them. Like, it's like, you know, Abraham Hicks always says, you know, oh, if, if some random person calls you on the phone and says, you suck, I'm never talking to you again, you know, don't ever call me and I'm never calling you, you know, delete my number, blah, 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 it hangs up on you like you're just going to be confused. You're not going to react at all. You're not going to have much. You probably won't have pain. But if, if, you know, your mom calls you and says that your dad or a loved one or sibling or whoever, somebody that you know and love and care about calls you and says those same exact words, same exact message, same words, you're going to hurt, right? So it's, you know, you can't have pain unless there's love yeah. somewhere. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I know we talk about grief. Um, for a long time, I wasn't able to grieve the loss of my friend because I was so like hurt for, like how the look i'm just a guy I, I didn't lose my dad i didn't lose my spouse right like like they did so and and i'm not left you know to raise two kids you know on my own and and deal with the emotional trauma of these teenagers that have just lost their dad right so like from that respect i looked at for, for about a year i looked at it and i was like you know i can't believe because I was, what 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 you know i had to be there for her um so yeah, and I, I eventually I realized that I did deserve to grieve, and that was something that I, that I could do. And while it's very very different from what they're going through as immediate family, uh, I still had to to grieve myself, right? Right, absolutely. Your friend here says uh, the five year old can absorb the anger from the two girls. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, know. I know. It's it's a possibility, and I mean. 
He yes. told me actually. So when I was there, uh, he actually walked up to me one time and and, um, and look, I could feel it. I could feel the energy. I know. And he walked up to me and he said, "Oh." And he came up and he kind of whispered to me and he said, "You know, she's upset. You know, she she was crying." Blah, blah, blah. I said, "Look." I said, "Here's what you can do." He's like, don't talk to her. Don't talk to her because she's upset. I said, look, I said, next time she's upset, just walk up to her and just say, I love you and give you a hug. That's it. Or give her a hug. Give her a hug and say, I love you. He's like, what? That's not going to work. I was like, it's not, it, it won't, it may not work in a way you expect it to work, but get rid of your expectations. Like, just, just allow it, just do it. Like, it will work if you do it. It doesn't, if you, Assume that work means she's going to immediately smile and say, oh, so sweet. Everything's grand. And she's going to like start dancing. I'm not saying that that's, the, of course, explaining this to a five-year-old is quite challenging, right? But, <laughs> but you know, ultimately, um, it works if you work. Like if, if you, you know, be the light, then, then it would work. Uh, I understand. The five-year-old definitely absorbs the energy in that, in that house. Um, that's a tough situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I know when we had first met, you had mentioned something about working on a project for cancer. Is that out yet? Yeah. Okay. So we can talk. We've got four minutes to talk about that. So I would love, if you're willing, yeah. to to talk about that because I was like, damn, I wish you would have done this before. But no. Anyways, so I think a lot of us, but that's okay. So tell us what it is that you're doing for cancer. Yeah, it's called Tezbrio, T-E-Z-B-R-I-O. It's uh, Tez is my aunt, Tez, uh, who died of colon cancer back in 2001. She was my grandmother. We were really close. I uh, watched her suffer through colon cancer. She actually died in my bed. Uh, I went away to graduate school. She took over my room so my mom could be her caregiver. Um, and then she died a few months later. And so uh, it was, you know, I, I did get to spend the last week uh, with her, uh, but it was it was hard. It's hard to watch somebody in your life you know, it, look, it's hard either way. It's hard when it's sudden because it's sudden you don't get to say goodbye. It's hard when you get to watch them deteriorate and, and suffer. That's that's heartbreaking as well, right? So there's no, I don't know, an easy way to deal with it. Um, and so I then decided I was going to dedicate my life to, to cancer. And, and uh, that was when I was young and naive. And, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to go study organic chemistry. I'm going to go to pharmaceutical companies and I'm going to develop cancer treatments there. And so uh, I went that route. Uh, and by the way, Brio means kind of, Brio is a synonym for like vitality and vivacity. So that's where the name Tez Brio comes from. Uh, and so I went that route. I went to graduate school and and that was where I learned that cancer was, cancer research uh, was really all about funding a cure instead of finding a cure. And as sad as that may be, um, you know, that's for a whole, we could spend a whole hour talking just about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but that was really, that was really heartbreaking for me and, and it turned me off. And so I left uh, graduate school. I, I got a master's. I left graduate school, went to work and kind of tried to figure out what the hell do I want to do? Because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go to Big Pharma. Uh, and so, and then I got lucky, right? I guess I just, I just got lucky. My, my employer decided uh, that they wanted to send me to get a PhD. So they did that, sent me to Georgia Tech. 
and I ended up in the atmospheric science space. And I've always, I had always been, even in, even as an undergrad, I did research around environmental science, environmental chemistry. So I had always been um, sort of just, I don't know, I've always had a passion for environmental health as well as all aspects of health. Uh, and I did that, ended up uh, working in oil and gas and, and really for, I don't know, for the better part of 17 years, just kind of gave up that dream. And, and it wasn't until a colleague of mine uh, in the oil and gas industry actually approached me because his wife had gotten bladder cancer. Um, she was supposed to lose her bladder. She had to go through chemo, the whole bit. Uh, and that was back in 2011. And all I can say is, uh, you know, now it's 2023. She still has her bladder. She has no cancer. Um, and so, you know, my, my friend was, he's a scientist, he's an inventor, and he basically identified the chemistry to attack tumor cells directly. Um, cells cannot live without mitochondria, whether it's a normal cell or, or a tumor cell or any kind of cell. Uh, and so the, the jasminate, methyl jasminate from a jasmine flower actually identifies and can sense the mitochondria of a cancer cell and, and essentially kill it. Uh, and once you do that, cancer cell dies. And so when you, you stop spreading, um, we've seen people who are suffering with cancer pains. A lot of times cancer is associated with pain, bone pains. Uh, we've seen them uh, within a day uh, go completely pain-free uh, just by application uh, of, this, of this treatment. So it's definitely chemistry. It's not really a homeopathic solution. It's a chemical solution. It's, it's chemistry, but it's, but it's just natural chemistry. It comes from jasmine flower. Uh, the other component comes from uh, limonene, comes from citrus fruit, primarily oranges. And ultimately, the role of the limonene is to uh, cancer. When cancer is formed in the body, it likes to hide from the immune system. That's what allows it to grow and percolate so quickly. Uh, and ultimately, uh, the limonene stops and prevents that hiding uh, so that your immune system can naturally fight off the, the tumor. So you've got your immune system, plus you've got the jasminate working hand in hand. Uh, and we've seen really phenomenal results from people who have, who have taken it. We just launched it this month, uh, earlier in January. Uh, it's kind of crazy because during the process of getting this business off the ground, I had two relatives, two relatives diagnosed with cancer uh, in November. Uh, and, and then it became, I was like, this is too much. Like business, look, I started tens of businesses in, in fitness and health in different spaces, oil and gas, whatnot. Business is business. But then when this happened, and I'm, I'm starting this, and I knew why I was doing it, and it was my dream to address cancer that was kind of reborn from back in 2001 that I had given up on. But I wasn't prepared for relatives to like now be relying on this stuff as in a life or death situation. Like if your business fails and you lose money, who cares? But if you, I mean, your business fails and, and your aunt dies, that, I mean, you care. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I have an aunt, one of his aunt, one of his cousin. And I have a seventy-year-old aunt who's was diagnosed with breast cancer, and um, and she she uses the products, and and you know, but but she's only been it's only been two months, right? So, so definitely, yeah. cancer does not discriminate against anybody. I've known that the hard lesson. Uh, so if you are somebody who has been recently diagnosed with cancer or know somebody, definitely get a hold of Patrick. All Patrick's information is up on our show notes. And um, I've got to bring on, or I, 
we get to bring on uh, Kimberly and April um, for the fundamental section of the show. Sorry, ladies, we're a little bit late, but I didn't want to stop them at that because I was like, no, I didn't want to the stop them. Yeah, if, if, the, if the eye thing wouldn't be a problem, we wouldn't have gone as late because we wouldn't yeah. have to cover that part. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, the the topics were amazing and rich. And Dorothy, as always, you know, the two guests, Holy Spirit works in amazing ways and has matched these two up perfectly. Right. Um, so with velocity inside of our timeline of 11 minutes, April, just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, you are saying. We are we are in DeKalb, Illinois tonight because you know you know Patrick. One thing about the fundamentals that you never know where this roving reporter is going to show up at, right? Um, so that is where we are tonight. I am honored and thrilled and elated to introduce everyone to April. Um, April, it, again, Patrick, she couldn't be a more perfect fit um, to be the sponsor for tonight's show um, because April specializes in um, empowering people to have deep, profound intimacy with anyone, any place, anytime, anywhere that lasts for a legacy, right? Like it goes beyond their, their lifetime. Um, so I'm not, in, in light of the time that we have, because similar to Patrick's last conversation, like we could spend an hour on what April actually does with people. Um, but for tonight, as a sponsor of the show and the fundamentals, she's offered that anyone that reach out, reaches out to her inside of being on this show tonight, um, she will gladly do a consultation with them and, you know, see if there's a difference she can make. So for all of you out there, anyone who's interested in having rich, intimate relationships and having a profound connection to humanity and Patrick, I have that that's a, like it's a total play in everything you're up to, right? Because if people have rich connections, you know, it, 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 it literally it's, it's what makes the world go round. I was, I was going to say, am I, am I eligible to be in that? List? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Please. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So April, where can people reach you so Dorothy can put it up on the on the screen? So I'm I'm just gonna say go to uh and I'm really afraid to say this, call callwithapril.com and and schedule. <laughs> and it might show up that I have to cancel and forgive me if I do as I learn to navigate my calendar and stop notifications <laughs> on my computer as I'm in the middle of an interview yeah. and being able to give that up and get that life shows up and it's still beautiful even when it's not the way we want it to be. Yes. So if she happens to cancel you, any of you out there, um, please just reschedule. That's what she's asking. She's, she's, she's maneuvering that side of life. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> so with that in play, April, anything you want to add to what I what I shared, everyone? Uh, yeah, there goes the notification because I have a call at seven o'clock in seven <laughs> minutes, and everybody's like, "Are you going to be there?" And what's right there for me is all of these people that are waiting for me to show up for them, and how I want to swear how excited you, i am you can, you can swear on our show it's how okay. fucking excited i am <laughs> to show up 
<laughs> finally show up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like finally show, like I've been showing up and that's what it takes. I've been showing up and paralyzed mm-hmm. and it takes time Yeah, and love and care and patience. Yeah, from going to be being petrified to alive. And I got to tell you, like, <clears throat> it it's never any more perfect. Like, Jasmine, I literally just ordered Jasmine oil. <laughs> that was my saving grace. I got a whole story around that, Patrick. I, wow, really? Oh, Great. God. I, I, this is it right here. Like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is the culmination of all the fucking shit I've been working for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and now you get to that. That is the world of what April will create for all of you out there who would like to be able to be that vulnerable, that real, that straight in the moment. And I dare say that intimate, she just did an example of what she can create for, for everyone out there. And with that, I don't even, I don't even care where this shows at Dorothy, if I have permission to say like (laughs) this, Kimberly. This is what it takes. I see. It's just allowing ourselves to be patient with ourselves. Yeah. And getting that we are where we are and that we can't fight where we are. Well, we can. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to suffer. And most of us do. And suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer. And we don't have to. Like literally, that is what I'm out to create in the world. That you can go up to anyone at any time. And experience instant intimacy because that's what I've been able to experience because of you, Kimberly. Uh, yeah. No, really. No, really. I, I okay, I got it. I got it. And, <laughs> and thank you. And it's and it is our privilege. It is Dorothy and my privilege to have your coming out party be here with Patrick. Um. And again, couldn't be more appropriate. So in that. In that. I'm, touched, I'm touched, April, that with your crying, now your eyes kind of match mine. And so now <laughs> I guess I guess that's yeah. what I was like. I literally was in the mirror, like panicking, like while I'm putting makeup on. I'm like, oh fuck, I have a raccoon eye. What <laughs> fucking raccoon eye? And then I get on this call and there's a raccoon eye. Like and that's how it is. And that, that is how we can make life fun. And that's right. I, I am all for a fun life. That's right. So, like, peace, fun, <laughs> peace, fun. Do you got a third fundamental? Because I'm hearing the fun. You're peace. rolling right wait, in wait, the wait, fundamentals right here. So I heard peace, fun. Yeah, and the uh, the ability and in, in the and and the experience of knowing yourself is beautiful. Mm. Yes. Yum. Thank you. Knowing yourself as as beautiful, just as you are. Yeah, that's stunning. Just almost as stunning as you. So, Patrick, bring us home. What are your three fundamentals? 
I don't know how to compete with. with there, it's not a competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I win. I'll take it. I'll take the win. Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ultimately, proud, Patrick, is my fundamentals mind. will complement you know. beautifully. I'm certain yes. yours will. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, it comes down to they're all the same, right? Like, if, yes. if it's, you, I mean, peace, fun, and love. Like, you know, for me, trust is a big one, but it's like the trust, it's, it's trust not only really in other people, but really the trust in yourself, the trust. The trusting not only in yourself, but then the trusting of like what's happening around you that that it's happening for you and not to you. Like it's just, I, I mean, ultimately, if if you're even if it is in a relationship, if you don't trust that person, then then they're not going to trust you back. Like you're not. So you can only love someone as much as or love you know someone else can only love you as much as you love yourself, right? So so trust is is a big one. Uh, belief, like believing in what you. Um, what you can do, what you can accomplish, believing in yourself, mm -hmm. believing. I mean, it's, it's, it's very related. Uh, but then the, the biggest one of all for me is feeling. And, and ultimately what I've learned is that the only thing in life that matters, the only thing in life that matters is how we feel. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Nothing, 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 nothing else matters. I mean, Abel's beautiful, but, but her eyes don't matter. Like my eye doesn't matter. Like nothing that we nothing matters literally nothing matters except how we feel <laughs> yes yeah, you're right yeah yeah you 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 had all of us at hello like we're <laughs> like right here like right here <laughs> we we are all profoundly connected to it really like, doesn't matter right thank you thank you that you get that how i feel matters Patrick. it's the only thing that matters doesn't yeah, matter. Thank you. I tell my kids thank all the time. Like, getting that. They'll tell them fighting each other. All I've ever wanted to feel. Like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they it doesn't matter what they say to each other. It doesn't matter what they what they do to each other. If they're they're 15 and 14 years old, like, but that doesn't matter. What matters is how each of them feels and, and that's reciprocated. And mm. I mean and every, 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 every single thing that happens in life, it doesn't matter how bad somebody did you, how wrong somebody did you, ultimately. It's inside of you, like the, the source of the trigger, the source of the discontent, the source is inside of you. No, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if somebody died. I don't care if somebody did something horrible to you. It's ultimately, of course, that's because of what's inside of them. But how you feel is is the result of what's inside of you. Amen. Amen. And you see it every day, right, Patrick? You see people who have experienced the same experiences and like we'll just go with grief right like that's a conversation tonight and and some can grieve from a place of a profound love and gratitude for the grief and others cannot and it boils down to how are they feeling about being in that experience are they receiving it from the universe as a gift or are they receiving it as a curse and that wraps it up, right? So we invite all of you to receive all that life has to offer as the blessing that it is and as the gift that it is. And we we can promise you literally at Unstoppable Overcomers. Hello, Unstoppable Overcomers. <laughs> <laughs> we promise you that if you stand from there, no matter how petrified you are, 
no matter how upset you are, no matter how angry or enraged you are, right? Only greatness will come from that. So our invitation inside of Patrick's fundamentals is embrace it as the gift that it is. Come from an emotion of trust, faith, love, confidence, and wow, the experience you get to right? Bam! That is experience. So thank you both. As always, the fundamentals always delivers because we have the best guests on the planet and we love Mm -hmm. you. And Dorothy, back to you. Wow. That was completely awesome. I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor for tonight's show, which is Be Oily with Bonnie for all your doTERRA oil, essential oil needs. Go to www.beoilywithbonnie.com and connect with Bonnie today. Uh, as well, we are super excited. It's official. We made the official word. Kimberly and I are off to Arizona next Monday. Me too. The show, the show, and April too. (laughs) The show will be in Arizona next week. We are super excited. We have joined forces with the Soul Out Foundation with Roman Gabriel the Third, and we are going for the Super Bowl Legends Week. We will be helping kids. kids with the football camp on Tuesday and we will be there uh, definitely bringing our presence and helping out as much as possible at the gala to raise funds uh, for this amazing event. Uh, So if you're in the Arizona area, let us know. And uh, we have some exciting things, um, you know, for those of you that would like to get your name and business and logo and that in front of these amazing legends that we will be, um, that we'll be rubbing elbows with and interviewing. Let us know. We've got a special uh, private message myself or Kimberly. We've got a we've got something for you. So if you're a business owner, you have a logo or company information, private messages. We've got something for you. Um, and with that, we'll be unstoppable in all you do. And yes, April. So yeah. So like, I get what didn't get presents is that like, if anybody likes to cuddle. That's what I do is cuddle. Like you don't get any closer intimacy than physically being with somebody and being vulnerable in that way. And I will be in Phoenix this 6th through the 11th um, and available for anybody that wants that level of intimacy and connection. And um, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And they can reach you at the same Contact information, right? So, Dorothy, yeah. you want to pop that back up real quick? Yeah. Either call with april.com or her email address at aprilpinkin at gmail.com. Yep. Perfect. All Thank right. You. Thank you so much to all of our guests for sh- joining us tonight and uh, for you two amazing humans. Uh, what a show. Thank you so much. Uh, be unstoppable in all that you do and same time same channel next week bye for now thank you Patrick I so look forward